Welcome to KT Daily, your daily dose of news views and stories from around the UAE. Good morning, you're listening to KT Daily on Tuesday the 16th of August. Rise and shine ladies and gentlemen. On today's podcast, Ambika Sachin sits down with Liam Neeson to talk about his career. But first, here's your news. They have witnessed an increase in cases of asthma and other respiratory illnesses over the last few days as the country experiences unstable weather conditions. The medical experts also shared advice on how to stay safe and avoid allergies and respiratory attacks during dusty weather. As the weather continued to cause chaos across the UAE, the Dubai airports on Monday said that flight operations are returning to normalcy as weather conditions steadily approve. A statement issued on Monday said a total of 44 flights were cancelled, while 12 flights were diverted to Dubai World Centre and other neighbouring airports due to the inclement weather in the country. Now on to the big interview with Liam Neeson. Ambika sits down with Liam Neeson to talk about his career to date. What an interview this is. Enjoy. Do these action thrillers now play on autopilot for you, considering since 2008's Taken, the genre has been your calling card? But but never on autopilot. Um, uh-huh. I would take that as a real insult if you say I'm on autopilot. But um, yeah, I've, I've made a few of them since 2008, and uh, there's still a couple more I'm hoping to do this year mm. and next year, God willing. And I enjoy doing them, you know, I, I really do. And uh, I, have a, I have a great fight coordinator called Mark Van Slow that uh, we've done now 25, 26 films together. So I love hanging out with those guys and, and you know, training for the fights, fights and all that stuff. I love that stuff, you know. Was playing an aging action hero at 70 with physical and mental issues part of the realistic appeal of playing Alex Lewis? Yes, it was. It was indeed. I was, I, I was 69 then. I'm not I'm yeah. 70 now, yeah. but yeah. then I was 69. <laughs> but it was part of the appeal. I, I, uh, I did see they had sent me the, the original film that I believe was a Belgian-French uh, co-production or a Belgian film. I admired it, and I, but I, 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 I did like the storyline and how this mm-hmm. uh, assassin for hire, mm-hmm. a killer for hire, is is fighting against the clock because of yeah. this uh, kind of early onset Alzheimer's. And, and it was very interesting to do the research mm-hmm. on the Alzheimer's, uh, an appalling mm-hmm. affliction for, for men and women, you know. I have a friend mm-hmm. that uh, back in Ireland who uh, is at the moment suffering from dementia and uh, it's just tragic to see how this disease uh, eats away and uh, you know it it doesn't matter you could be an astrophysicist or you could be a a street sweeper it uh, you know it just cuts across everything you know what I mean uh, Liam, do you read reviews? What's your process of figuring out how well your movies have done? I don't. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't. There's a couple of critiques that I would read of other people's work. Yeah. And as regards, you know, how the film is, is doing at the box office and stuff, I just leave, I leave that to my agent. 
it doesn't really interest me other than you know i i put a lot of effort into each film i do and uh you know i mm -hmm. ideally you want people to see it ideally you want to, them to see it in a, a cinema yeah. uh that has not been the case as we know for the mm -hmm. past two and a half three years but i am i am looking forward to to when people will go back to the cinema again because it is a very unique experience i think with with uh, mm. a whole bunch of strangers and the curtains pull across and you all experience uh, a story being told. I, I think, you know, the, I've, mm. I've loved that experience since I was a child going to matinee performances, I mean, mainly cowboy movies in my mm. hometown when I was you know, seven or eight or nine years of age. You've spoken about how acting was a lifeline for you from the violence you grew up seeing around you. What's the appeal of movies today? Is it still a form of escapism for you? Um, it is because uh, I, I don't know about escape as such. I mean, it's now, you know, it's it's now my job. It's how I pay the rent and pay various bills <laughs> and stuff. I, I do love film crews. I love being with this bunch of strangers that you're going to be mm -hmm. with for two months, three months, and they're all there to make you look good and mm. to help tell tell this story. And and you do form a very unique little family situation. And um, and then at the end of that two months or three, two, you part and you go off again. And um, I I just I I, I love that experience. And uh, I always have done. I've made over. God, I've made. I, I've just finished my hundred and first film. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it's just a. It's a very unique profession. I feel very fortunate, very very lucky. But yes, I did start off in the theater for maybe the first four years or so, and uh, I, I I think I've lost. I've lost the muse for going back on stage again. I've been asked to go back a few times, and I've just lost the muse. And it's not fear; it's just I—I I don't know what it is. And I, I used to love the theater, and, and I still go to see my friends perform and stuff like that. But I—I've no desire to to get back on the boards again. I must admit, sadly. Everybody speaks of your unexpected career turn following the success of Taken in 2008. But do you feel you were programmed for this since early years, since you were an amateur boxer? Oh, very much. Yeah, very, very much. Um, because, um, you know, especially if, if you have fight scenes in films, certainly the way I do them, and, and uh, Mark Vanslow, my fight choreographer, Mm -hmm. What we do is, you know, it's it's like learning a dance. Uh, Mark uh -huh. does a rough choreography with his stunt guys. I go and watch mm -hmm. it. I may put in a couple of suggestions. And then mm -hmm. we rehearse it, and we rehearse it, and we rehearse it. And when we finish rehearsing it, we rehearse mm -hmm. it again. And then when the camera's turning for the first time, we do it mm -hmm. as if we're doing it for the first time. But uh, but it is like learning a dance. Uh, you know, I'm touching wood now, but in uh, 20, 26 movies Mark and I have done together now, I've, I've never, we've never had one injury, one physical injury, you know. 
Good. And I'm very, I'm very proud of that, you know, for the audience to make the fights look real and um, yes. all the rest of it. That, that's, that's very important, you know. Leanne, for audiences, there is a certain sense of catharsis watching someone like you bash up the bad guys. Is that also part of the appeal of movies like Taken and Memory for you? Oh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I can, you know, I, I love the fact that if there's someone I'm playing or it could be somebody else that, that the audience kind mm-hmm. of lives vicariously through through that person, you know. And, uh, it, you know, it's interesting, you know, there's this crazy, crazy mass shootings mm-hmm. that are occurring in America. It's just unbelievable. And I... I I like to think a lot of my movies involve gunfire, but I like to yeah. think as what happened to me when I was a kid was seeing westerns. It didn't make me mm-hmm. want to go out and buy a gun and kill somebody. I was able to live through the hero or live through the bad guy. Do you know what I mean? And and mm-hmm. and, and just just keep it like that. I I never had a desire to to own a gun or buy a gun. You know from, and I hope that. That does have the same effect with audiences watching my films or watching any film where there's there's gunfire, you know. Highly topical subject at the moment, especially in the States. And yeah. something has to be done about it. These these automatic uh, killing weapons that can fire hundreds of bullets in, inside in, in minutes is just obscene. Schindler's List, Love Actually Taken. Liam, you've been part of such a wide range of stories in your career so far, but what's the legacy you hope to leave behind? Um, a legacy? Um, well, I mean, you know, film now, they can store it, they can keep it uh, for years on end, and, I, you know, there's a, a few of those hundred films I've made that I'm quite, I am proud of. Certainly Michael Collins, certainly. Schindler's List and, and uh, you know, a couple of the Tekken films, I guess. And, and, and Memory, too, actually. I, I, I really liked Memory. I liked, I liked the, the complexity of the characters and, and someone who you could say, yes, he's a bad guy. He kills people for a living. But who, who, who has a remorse because he's, he's, he wants to... Uh, and uh, he has a code of ethics, has a code of morals that he will not harm children in any way. I'm, I'm proud of that film. And so, like I say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's a comedian, a, a famous British comedian called Spike Milligan, who died a number of years ago, British. He has on his tombstone, Spike Milligan, and underneath it, I told you I was ill. So maybe, maybe I'll... I'll something like that just make a joke <laughs> you know. Liam thank you so much for talking to Kaleech Times uh, to you too I appreciate it very much thank you thanks so much Ambika as always a great interview now if you want to hear more content like that please do like rate and subscribe to the podcast it is the only way to get this podcast onto your listening devices every single day That was today's podcast. Everybody out there, have a fantastic day and we will speak to you tomorrow. Have a good one.